Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. As was true of our guests last week, Carol and Mikey Morgan, this week's guest is very special to your host. She made a point of meeting me near the start of her career, so in a way, I kind of feel as if I helped her get started. And now she is the world's leading popularizer of information about death and the afterlife, and she is my very dear and very special friend. Sandra Champlain and I both hail from eastern New England, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island, and I'm here four times a year. So whenever I'm here or there, we I just got back, Sandra and I shared lunch, and we did share lunch again just a couple of weeks ago. I come up from Austin, so because I'm kind of a southerner now, we're, we meet in the Longhorn restaurant that is about halfway between her home and my sister's home where I stay when I'm up in the north, which is a nice compromise. And it's wonderful to see how Sandra's career in teaching the afterlife has blossomed since I met her just a dozen years ago. That level of success that she has now cannot have happened to a nicer person. When Thomas, my spirit guide, told me, I guess it was maybe three or four years ago, that it was time to choose my successor in this work, it was a very easy choice for me to make. I chose Sandra Champlain, and over lunches, we talk a bit about how this field might unfold over the next few decades, but of course it's not really up to us. It's in God's hands, and the simple fact that human life really is eternal is going to dawn over all the earth in God's own time. Craig Hogan and I are assisting in that process now by putting all that we've learned, over 50 years in my case, into Seek Reality Online. And he's furthering afterlife research, as we know, with the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, AREI. I'm going to be doing these Seek Reality broadcasts for as long as I have any kind of a voice to use. And Sandra's doing her Sunday gatherings and helping Sonia Rinaldi's work in interdimensional communication. That's hard to say. Immeasurably. She's immeasurably helping with that very successful movie, which is entitled Rinaldi. And this is Sandra Champlain's 13th Seek Reality appearance. I feel as if I ought to be saying, okay, everybody, let's give her a rousing round of applause. Welcome to Seek Reality, Sandra. It's lovely to have you back with us. Oh, it is so good to be back. I can't believe it's lucky number 13. 13's a lucky number for me. It's a very lucky number. No, I, I, and it should be more because I want to do everything I possibly can. Although, frankly, I don't think you need any help now. You seem to have taken off like a rocket ship at this point. And as I say, I can't imagine a better person for it all to be happening to because there are so many people who would do these things for themselves and you're really doing it for the world at this point. I'm so Absolutely. glad that. That's a little trick for anyone who wants to be successful. Make it about other people without ego and a really willing and loving attitude and just wanting to serve and share what you know and your life will work out. Wow. I wish I could put that on a plaque. It's a little long for a plaque, but that's really true. I, well, I've never seen you it, it think is. about doing it for anybody but, but other people. You've never thought about yourself at all in this. Well, I have because it all started with a fear of dying. So I wanted to rest my own fears, but everything, everything that happened. Uh, oh, and when my dad passed away, I mean, heavy duty grief. So to heal my own grief, I wanted to find out about that. But there got to be a point, Roberta, and I know you know the story and many of your listeners are where there was a tipping point when I knew so much that I thought, who am I not to share this? And of course, as synchronicities happen, I'd always meet someone just coming from a funeral or had a loved one die. And I, oh, I was so afraid to open my mouth because I thought people would think I was weird. And then once I did start sharing, oh, people wanted to know more. And, you know, there's a bunch of people that are looking for the information that we have and we have to share. We have to share. We have to share, but it's, it's, a. 
I think I was afraid too. I, I think I was so afraid in the very beginning of death that I was afraid to say that I was afraid. You're almost in, if you're, if you're really afraid to die, you're afraid to admit that to yourself because it's like a yawning void. If, if you admit that yes. you see the void, you're afraid it will swallow you up. Don't you think that's true? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I have not always been this outspoken. I mean, it took a long time. I really thought I was going to lose friends and family members when I came out in public about the book I was writing and what I was investigating. Uh, and I tell you, it took every bit of courage I had. Um, but yeah, I agree with you completely. I think in the beginning, in the very beginning, I would not even have looked. And I think many people are afraid to even look. Because what if early in your life, you're afraid to look? I mean, what if you look and if you find out there really is no answer, you can't find that there is an afterlife, that then you really have found there is no afterlife. And then you still have to go through the rest of your life knowing that each step you take could be your last step. Each breath could be your last breath and then there's nothing. Or, or there's something awful. Think about that. I, well, thankfully, I think young people don't think about that. You and I did, though. I mean, Eventually, yeah. It's, after we talked, uh, we and I actually we had we had lunch only a couple of weeks ago as we're having this conversation. We had we went to a Longhorn and we had our our Longhorn. I think of it as now, and we had our lunch. And and actually, we, we had a double margarita because um, I, I I'm doing intermittent fasting now, so I can't have breakfast. And I think of margaritas as kind of breakfast food because it's it's citrus, right? So and and therefore, if you have a margarita for breakfast, it's you kind of don't remember what you talked about much after that. Um, but, but still, when, when you think about it, to, to not know when you're young is even doubly scary because what if you did investigate and you learned bad stuff? I, I, th- I think, that, and, you, and whenever I talk with you about it, I start thinking about that again. It's a scary thing to investigate when you're young, isn't it? Well, it is, and your mind is open, and some people will believe just about anything. And there's some people that are sharing afterlife and some really bizarre topics that I I frown upon, and they can scare people. You know, they can really scare people, and they don't want to pass, or they think their loved one is stuck, and they need saving. And, you know, there's so many things out there. So... I always recommend that people realize they are a divine soul and use your common sense. Use that instinct that we all have, because I know we can walk into a room and know which person is a little strange, who's cool to hang around with. We all have that instinct, that (laughs) intuition. So when we're getting this spiritual information, no matter how famous somebody might be or if they're on television, we really have to run it through our own inner detector. Is this something that's going to help me in my life? If it's something that shows no intelligence, it makes you afraid, that is not coming from divine knowledge and a divine source that is man-made. And we have plenty of man-made things here. And I, people always ask if I believe in, in hell. And I think hell is, can be right here on earth. I really do. I think um, what we experience here can be the worst of it. It is, in fact. And don't go to YouTubes that are based on near-death experiences. In fact, near-death exp- you, 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 your no dear near-death experience is based in anything real. They, they're all personal to the experiencer. Um, on my, there, I just wrote and posted a blog post called "The Silver Cord." If you're wondering if people die during a near-death experience, just go read my blog post entitled The Silver Cord, and it explains exactly why we are so certain people do not die during near-death experiences, and that's all I'm going to say right now, because it's all about Sandra, but um, I, I hear from a lot of people who are based, who are, are have fears based upon near-death experiences that are perfectly unnecessary, so back to I, you, Sandra. I agree. Back to but me. How, well, I can how, give you my two cents. Own... I'm sorry? 
Oh, I said I, I could give you my two cents on that. Yeah, please do, my dear. Yeah, I think there are currently about 9 billion people living on planet Earth. And if you ask any one of them, no one is going to have the exact same story for what their life is like. And near-death experiences, I think, are extraordinary because it shows that there's something possible outside of our consciousness, outside of our body. So I like that. But like you say, there's a, a there's a lot of differing things, and some are quite fearful. And I yes. I think there's different experiences we have. Like you said, that silver cord isn't cut yet, so yes. a lot of it can be our own stuff, our own subconscious, our own beliefs. There are some near death experiences that almost perfectly match things that come through mediums and trance mediums and physical mediums and things. So not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I don't think just looking at one avenue like near-death experience should be um, something you focus on like that's truth. Because like I said, there's there could be 9 billion different versions of it. Yeah. So let's get back to Sandra. Okay, Perfectly like said, but Sandra, <laughs> let's go back to, to, to your early experiences. You, you, you were very much afraid and you were grieving your father. So you did what nobody else does. You decided you were going to find out for yourself. So what did you do? Yeah, I had to figure it out for myself. It, my journey actually started before my dad passed. It was probably about 12 or 13 years before he passed. I was just really afraid, afraid, like what would happen if I didn't wake up at night and I died, you know, do, do I go on? And even though it was torturous back then, you know, when I look at where I am right now is everything had to happen in the order it did for me to be right here with you today. It really did. So because of that fear, I just started researching first through religion. I grew up Roman Catholic every year of my schooling. I went to Catholic school, Roberta. And wow. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. And so even though there were great messages of faith, just religion did not cure that fear. No, and so doesn't. I studied everything from major world religions to mediumship to electronic voice phenomena um, remote viewing, hypnosis, the whole world of mediumship, you know, the different kinds and just everything you could imagine. If it had something to do with afterlife, you know, reincarnation, all those things, I, I studied it. And through some major aha moments that I've talked about on your show before, I was able to give people medium readings that my soul, my mind knew exactly the names of people and descriptions of people who had, were deceased. And that was mind blowing. My own tape recorder recorded voices from people in the afterlife that were wow. loud and clear. So these things really helped me to believe that it was all real. Unfortunately, <laughs> the ego I had and probably still has, because we all want people to like us. I was too afraid and to be open and tell people about this. So it was a good six or seven years before I finally became vocal. And it was actually around the time of my dad's passing. He got diagnosed with cancer. He had um, a tumor in his spine that they were able to remove, but it broke apart part of his spine. So he was wearing this turtle shell thing oh. and he was in just bad shape for about five months. He always had this will to live, but unfortunately, the cancer still grew in his body and it took him out of life uh, in May of 2010. Oh, awful. It was awful. You know, oh, I never I'm knew. So sorry. Thanks. Thanks. I know my dad's still alive perfectly yeah, well, healthy, whole. But back then was awful, 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 awful. You know, people would talk about, um, oh, I never want to suffer before I die. And I didn't really get that until I watched dad and cancer, oh, yeah. some cancers, I mean, it can be brutal. So I am definitely a strong proponent in hospice and care and all that good stuff. You know, drugs till the end, I say yes, because uh, yeah. I would never want anyone to suffer like like how my poor dad did. And it wasn't until I started investigating grief, because not only was I 
aching the loss of my dad. But I know I mentioned to you at lunch that my siblings and I started fighting. I got written off as the black sheep of the family after dad for his money. And none of that happened. I mean, in reality, there was none of that. And we were always relatively close. And I couldn't understand why people could become such monsters, myself included, because I'm always happy, go go lucky. And I had this anger and bitterness. And then I dropped down to deep depression and then I just would want to talk and tell my story and anybody who, who wanted to listen. I mean, I was all over the map. And this little light bulb went off like in my head that said, research grief. And so I ended up uncovering not only what people call the stages of grief, which there are actually a heck of a lot more, but there's over 40 reasons why people grieve. It's not just the loss of a loved one. You know, it could be a, a divorce or getting a life-threatening illness or empty nest syndrome. I mean, there's tons of things, tons of things, losing a job. And I found out too that our chemistry changes when we grieve. You know, oh, yes. I, I, I like oh. to tell people that, you know, we're run by um, like all these chemicals, uh, neurotransmitters, you know, we've got serotonin and dopamine, et cetera, and so forth. And when we grieve, the, these healthy things that are going through us really get depleted. And so, we lose our memory, we feel guilt, we get angry, we have uncontrollable crying. And then was the aha moment when I realized, I read that our perception changes. Two people can look at the same exact thing and see completely different stories because they don't have a healthy brain that's perceiving the information. And that was my aha moment when I realized my siblings and I were fighting about things that didn't happen. Very real to them and their experience, but they they weren't reality. Unfortunately, people don't have this information about grief. And so they carry on. And so I ended up becoming the black sheep, so to speak. And it wasn't until I had that information and I decided to record an audio called How to Survive Grief. And I posted it on Facebook back in the day when I only had like 10 Facebook friends. (laughs) It was a long time ago, long time ago. And people started sharing it Two people told their two friends, et cetera, and so forth. And I started getting emails back from people that not only did it help them with their grief, but they understood the deep, dark place they were at. And it was as if I knew the thoughts in their head, they said. And I got a number of people who chose not to end their own lives because of my work. Oh, what a trip. Isn't that a wonderful Talk about a trip. Well, it was this feeling of responsibility. Who am I not to share this to the most amount of people? And then again, I like I knew the route if I was willing to share why I believed in the afterlife. And I always knew that if someday I were to write a book, it was going to be called We Don't Die because it's loud in your face because people are like, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, and in it is a chapter, which is more than my grief audio, because I expand upon it quite a bit. But chapter 10 is about how to survive grief. And with that, I tell you, everybody, even if you don't believe it, we have a team of beings in this unseen, invisible world around us that might not show you the whole path, but they're going to show you just what you need and give you each step of the way. And so as magic happens, I meet a publisher His own father had died. I had the courage to pitch my story. He asked me to write a book proposal. I figured out how to do that. And next thing you know, he says, how fast can you have it written? Um, And then I'd meet great people like George Norrie and Tom Danheiser from Coast to Coast AM. They had me on their show a couple of times. The book hit number one on Amazon. Uh, I mean, and just... More and more people started reading the book, getting the free information. And I mean, I'm grateful, but I still get these emails that the book changed my life. I I have two podcasts now, as you mentioned, I've got We Don't Die Radio with now 384 episodes and then Coast to Coast AM along with iHeartRadio asked me to do an afterlife podcast and that's called Shades of the Afterlife and we're now up to episode 93 of that and I just keep giving and I think great if they send me a royalty check 
Great if they don't. You know, I'm going to just keep on keeping well, on. Sure, that's the whole point. The whole point is doing for other people. And to that's make a difference. The reason and make a difference. We, do, we yeah. all do what we do. Yes. Correct. I don't want anybody else to go through what I did with my family. Grief hurts. Grief, I think, is the worst thing we're going to feel. I feel like the only way to the other side of it is we have to go through it. But if we learn how to navigate it, we, we get some tools that can help alleviate the pain, give us understanding. It makes a world of difference in our relationships, our mental health, and just how we feel. And it's even more than that, because when everyone in the world understands that our lives really are eternal, everything is going to change. There'll never be another war. When everyone is living in an eternal frame, everything is going to change. I mean, you see it in individual people, how thinking eternally, they live their lives eternally. They stop thinking, you know, life sucks, then you die. They start thinking, okay, when I help someone else, that deed doesn't end in a moment and go away forever. No, my life is eternal. It's going to matter eternally what I do today. It just is amazing watching people's lives change as they come to understand that their lives really are eternal. It's an amazing thing, Sandra, what, that, that, what, what you're doing. It isn't. Yes. This is not small. This, nope. is, this is big and amazing what we're doing. I take it one bite at a time, though, as I'm sure you do, because it can get overwhelming. So I remember speaking at a conference, and I must have had 60 or 80 people in line to get my autograph and sign my book. And I was overwhelmed because I thought, boy, if people could see me in my day job. And back then I was cooking for race car teams. So I was (laughs) schlepping up around a hundred pound cases of this and that and working really hard. And I thought, oh, these people don't know who I am. They think I'm this big superstar. And then I thought, no, you've made a difference with your words and you know how to be with people. And I think for anyone, there's a great song, Love the One You're With. If you have your sights on another person and you're genuinely in their world and you genuinely listen, you know the right thing to say. But that darn ego can creep in there and, you know, convince us to be afraid where people you look at in the grocery store or wherever you go, it's just another one of you. So not only are we eternal, but we are all connected And every person you see has got the same doubts and worries and fears and all of that stuff going through them. So it doesn't take much to smile. doesn't take much to give somebody a compliment. doesn't take much to ask somebody how they are and really be there and listen to their answers. Um, But I think we are eternal, but I do think we are all connected. So love can make a huge difference, even if you don't know a person. Every single day. There, that I'm every I, I get emails every day, and every day I'm, I answer at least one out of those emails. Often it's more than one, and and I think as I'm answering it that okay now I know why I was born. That one email is enough to let you know why I was born. To right. answer that one email, right? That's how important that this work is. That Can one, I share with you my? Latest episode on Shades of the Afterlife? Share it, please. Well, first of all, a couple of things. One is when you and I had lunch a couple times ago, you were talking about your guide and how you can hear him. And I I didn't really know too much about guides, but I've been doing some studies on it and really been paying attention. And I believe my guide speaks in my own voice (laughs) right now. Uh And this month, in fact, our friends, our mutual friends, Carrie and Phil, I asked them if they could do a course on spirit guides. And that's actually going on as we are recording this today, um, Tuesdays in the month of August. Of course, it's recorded, so it'll always be available in the future. But as I was sitting and just kind of talking to my guides, I said, just I'm going to clear my mind and you just let me know the next step. And 
The Shades of the Afterlife show is in four segments. There's commercial breaks in that show. And all of a sudden, it was like I downloaded this information of exactly what the four segments need to be. Now, normally, I prepare for my segments. I know what I'm going to speak about. I have notes. And for this one, I just closed my eyes and I spoke. And the journey, it's a meditation to help people connect with their loved ones. So it's a little taste of some different practices, like people who don't think they're a medium or don't think they're psychic. We know that our loved ones communicate through our imagination. So I, I do a bit of a meditation to have people really connect with that visual inside of themselves. Or if they're not visual, you can hear things or feel things. And then I give them a little taste of what's called sitting in the power, which is a spiritual practice to kind of recharge your batteries. Like we would never think of not plugging in our cell phones, right? No, we need to plug in ourselves. And there's a, there's a meditation practice that we can do to do that. So I give people a taste of that. And then what I do, and this is a visualization. Now the skeptic will say, you just planted all these seeds in somebody's mind. Um, how can that be real? Well, here's the thing. In the beginning, it could be 99% you and 1% the spirit world. The more we practice, the more they realize that we are open to being in conversation and that we are paying attention to these subtle thoughts and feelings and, and things that come into our imagination and the more them it can be. So the next segment has people go to their favorite destination spot. Now, if you don't have one, you can make up that you're sitting by a river or in a park and a park bench and there's room for two. I'll put it to you that way. And I give people the opportunity to, to really experience where they are and give it a name. And for me, it's on a beach chair in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, because I can picture the the sand between my toes and the waves and the birds and the air and everything. That's where it is for me. And then in the fourth segment, I pull it all together and get the person back in that spot. And then in that empty spot on the park bench or in another chair, you get to bring in your loved one and you get to be there with your loved one. You get to look them right in the eye. You get to hug them, hold their hands. And then they give you a little tour of what they experience in the afterlife. And you get to see a crowd of your own family members in this group of people that are cheering you on in the afterlife. And they can be with us like almost like putting on 3D glasses. They are part of our life and they are around, but we just can't feel them. But they get to give you a little taste of what their world is like before bringing you back into the room that you're in now. And it's such a feeling of wonder. I mean, I have done this a few times, even though I recorded it. And I was, no one can convince me that I was not sitting with my dad and my dad looking healthy and well, not as he did when he passed, because I could feel what it was like to hold his hand and to hug him. And I've had some listeners write me uh, that have done this six, seven times, and they just feel so good. And it's something where you, you can learn how to do it and then do it on your own. You don't have to listen to the, um, the show every time, but you can just do it on your own. And what I talk about, too, and I'm very funny about this, is I ask people to imagine that they've never heard the word exercise before. No one's ever told you about this thing you can do to feel better and be stronger and be more limber and live, you know, live longer, all of these great things. And then they tell you about exercise. They tell you you can stretch and weight lift and do walking and cardiovascular. The same thing's true with spiritual practices. Whatever is something you're interested in, we can tell you about it, but you take the ball, you run with it. Just my meditation might just be the tip of the iceberg to let you know that your loved ones are around, but explore more. If you're interested in electronic voice phenomena, go do it. If you're interested in taking pictures like Sonia Rinaldi does, go do it. If you're interested in psychic or mediumship, go do it. You know, it's for us, just like exercise, we need to be the ones doing it. So anyways, that's episode 93 of Shades of the Afterlife. 
making a plug for it. Listen on your favorite podcast app. It's available worldwide, but it's episode 93. But again, the idea came to me, right? So this is why people need to listen. It may be your voice, but it may not be coming from you. It could be from your higher wisdom. It could be from your spiritual soul, but it could be from outside of yourself. And I honestly think that those who guide me in the spirit world know I'm the medium's medium, so to speak, although I've had a taste of doing medium readings and things. My purpose is not just to be one-on-one with people. It is to get to the most amount of people the fastest because the world is hurting and people are hurting. So I think they put that thought in my mind. And then, like I said, to record it, I just closed my eyes and I spoke. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, that's never happened before. Was it me speaking or was it someone speaking through me? Who knows? But it doesn't matter if it works for people, if you're getting emails saying, hey, that worked for me, Sandra, (laughs) then it definitely worked. Yeah, Peter Wright would say, right on. Right on. It's free. It worked. It worked. Yeah. People, that's all it takes. Good for you. I love it. I just love it. Thanks for letting me share that. That was wonderful. Thank you for sharing it. Uh, um, we're going to have to have all, and you can send me an email so that I can make sure I get this exactly right in the show notes, how to how people can get to both of your, oh, you're always showing me up. I just love it. We can get to both of your, of your podcasts and make sure everybody gets it right. Thanks. That's great. Thank you. So you have made leaps and bounds. Are you going to do another book? Maybe someday, but that's just not pulling on my heartstrings right now. Um, I have lots of videos out on YouTube and lots of shows, and I just need to follow where my heart says, yes. I'm, I don't object to it, but it's just not right on. It's are not you, for are just yet. gatherings recorded? People can listen to those? They are. And what our Sunday gathering is, it's our non-denominational, we'll call it a spiritual service. Everybody's welcome. And we have the best music videos. They are lively. They are fun. There's always a topic of inspiration of some sort. So you leave there feeling like a million bucks and ready to take on the world. But part of it is a medium demonstration. So we hold these on Zoom, where so much is going on these days. Oh my goodness, and I live on Zoom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. I do too. I do too. But you can be sitting at home and your loved one can come through. You know, we usually get about five or six different loved ones that come in during the service. And why we do it is to let people know that the afterlife is real, but living life is real too, and to help empower people. And so loved ones come through in with great specifics about how they see people, what they're doing. There's great shared memories. Everyone can feel the love and everyone leaves feeling these people's loved ones came come through. But I know my loved ones are around too. They are very much part of our lives. And so I love our Sunday gatherings. It's completely free and it's just as powerful for me and for my other friends that put this on as for people that attend. And you can find out more at my website. Go to wedontdie.com. There's a link that says Sunday Gathering. And if you click, you can click on any of the past weeks and do yourself a favor and get a little inspiration because they're all good and great music. And they'll just make you feel good. And you can also register for the next one coming up. Wedontdie.com is really a happening place. Um, I went just to check it out. And I thought, oh, my goodness, look at all the the stuff that's going on here. Yeah. Um, it's really great. Uh, could you, you have various kinds of lessons and things people can just register to do and, and learn. Absolutely. And it's wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. website. And everything we offer is money back guaranteed. So people, everything's inexpensive and money back guarantee. We just want to support people. We do and make a difference. Well, what are you planning to do next? Not that you need to do anything next, but um, what, what are you thinking about having come next in your life? Have you have you thought about where the, where where is it all going? If you if you're not going to write a book, 
I, I mean, out of the blue came what you were doing for Sonia Rinaldi, which I think is beautiful. I mean, what a wonderful idea to, to help her with this movie, which um, I we, we had a, a series of guests um, of people who had been part of the movie. And in case anyone could possibly still not be aware of the movie, um, explain the movie and explain what Sonia does, which I think is just extraordinary. I sure am happy to. Sonia Rinaldi is a little lady, short of stature, but big of she everything is else. Cute, isn't she? <laughs> she is, who for over 30 years has been working with electronic voice phenomena. And now, well, it's all called instrumental transcommunication about how people communicate with us through the veil. And so using very scientific methods and research and equipment, she will do things like film Oh, static coming in. You know, she'll have some projectors projecting static, like you'd see on a static channel on a television, but project it inside of a, well, there's one of her experiments is inside of a clear Easter egg. And she'll just film that. And at some point, she may be working with a parent or a volunteer. But when she plays it back, now she has to play it back frame by frame. And on some of her experience experiments, there's either 32 or 64 frames in one second of her recording. But very often, in fact, like 99% of the time, there's people's faces that show up in these. And Isn't I'm not amazing? talking. Yeah. I'm not talking faces like you see faces in the clouds. I'm talking specific, like you can see them, you can Photograph. recognize them. You know who they are. Yeah. Photograph quality. Correct. And so she, in the movie, it documents her journey and how she got to be doing what she's doing. And then throughout the film, you see different parents who have worked with her. Uh, she's got a very strong passion um, about helping parents. And I'm also very fond of helping parents heal.org, another great group who believes right. in the afterlife and their grief support as well. But she's got this passion and to see how people's lives transformed when they can see an image of their child or their loved one, knowing that they live on and people are healthy. They're well, they can change their ages in the pictures and yeah. it's, it's incredible. I mean, the world when we get over there is going to be so great. We'll probably be too busy to <laughs> do anything except for really embrace where we are because there's, there's just so much we can do. So to be able to share her experiments makes me think that if she can do it, there's other people that will find a passion and they'll start practicing this. I mean, we all remember when cell phones first came about, or most people remember, <laughs> right. there were these big bulky things, right? And look where we are now. We can get every bit of information on our on our phone. And I think in time, there's going to be young minds and maybe some older minds that will do some testing and be really committed to this. I mean, one of the things I asked Sonia is what does it take for people to do this? And she says, it's commitment. You can't just show up once and expect you're going to get everything. You know, your loved one on the other side works with a team of scientists, which she believes. And you know, this takes a lot of planning. It takes commitment. It takes, okay, folks, I'm going to do this again on Tuesday and Thursday, meet you at six o'clock and really a practice of doing it. And the more serious we are about it, the more serious they are about helping us. And uh, there's going to, I really think there's going to be some great things in the future unfold. And to answer your question about what's next for me, it is taking everything that we've got because since COVID hit, we had to do everything online, which was actually a gift because we got to learn how Zoom works. We got to meet people in different areas of the globe that would have never come to a live event. But we've recorded a zillion hours with a, worth of good recordings on so many topics of psychic and mediumship and trance mediumship and all these Sunday gatherings and things, and people are hungry for this information. So I think what's next is to really take some of these recordings, turn them into 
online courses and free stuff and get it out there as far in the world as I possibly can. Have a lot of stuff out there for free. And if things do cost money, have it be minimally priced. So people get good information. Um, they get things that make sense that are spiritually intelligent that don't insult them. They don't, they aren't fearing the afterlife. They aren't fearing that their loved one went somewhere bad. Um, so to get the right, the right information that has integrity out to the most amount of people. So that's what everything in my system is saying is coming next. And that is Sandra Champlain in a nutshell. Amen. Take something, take something bad and find something wonderful in it and say, look how terrific this is going to be. Everyone else is saying, Oh, how awful we had COVID. Wasn't it awful? And she's saying, look how wonderful this is going to be. Bless you, my dear. I cannot believe everything, everything, whatever you plant, it all comes up roses, right? I mean, it oh, just, thanks. It, it took just, a lot of pain, though. There was a lot of manure on those roses. It was it was a lot of pain. Right. I tell it you, just, I wouldn't want anybody to go through what I did. destroyed your glamorous career with race car drivers. Yeah, exactly. And it and it turned it into something wonderful. I cannot get over you. You're just something really special. Thanks, oh my. Roberta. It takes one to know one. I, <laughs> I think that's just great. No, but it's really true. Actually, it is really true. It is. But there's one more thing it takes to make what what Sonia is doing and, and why she's so unique. It takes selflessness. Other people have failed at what she's doing because they've seen that if they can make it work, they're going to make a buck and a half. And Sonia is not like that. Sonia is doing, like you, she's doing it very selflessly. She's not looking to make a fortune Correct. or even a penny out of what she's doing. And that's one reason she's so successful at it. And uh, right. I think that's what it takes. They they can they can sense who's doing this to, to try to do it for the world. And uh and the, the people the people who are doing this who are not in bodies know who is who is pure and they, they know who they will work with. And as you say, they have to be people who, who who are willing to give up their lives to it. And they have to be people who are willing to, to see in it that the reward is is a greater reward than money. They really don't like it when people are doing things for the money. Oh, my goodness. Roberta, um, I have been granted with the best friends of my life through this. Yeah. I don't feel like I've given up. My life is only enhanced. Oh, I so, feel the same way. Oh, I don't yes. think... Yeah, it's not about money, but I feel like the powers that be in the unseen world make sure the mortgage gets paid, there's food on the table. Yep. All now those things. You may not things. get to live in a palace, but you the Jesus said all that too. It's all in the gospels. Oh my yes. Yeah. yeah. But our mind can make a heaven out of hell or hell out of heaven. And I think any one of us can look around and find things to be grateful for. And once we really soak up how good things are, I am living in a palace. You know, I am with the person of my dreams, which is my mom. I mean, the love we have is phenomenal. So there's always things we don't have, but the gold is really in acknowledging what we do have and being grateful for it. And I, I feel like I have everything and more than I could ever want. And whatever I don't have, I'm going to get to do in the afterlife. No, I mean, I can go on American Idol in the afterlife if I want to sing or whatever that is. Like there's always an opportunity to do that. There is. I could tell you wonderful stories about the palaces that, that they build there and the parades that they give. Oh my goodness. Um, the 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 evidence the well, I call it evidence because I'm being very technical but the 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 um, communications received in the the th- maybe thirty years uh, in the very early part of the twentieth century the end of the nineteenth century tremendous communications that were received a lot of it is about 
uh, the, the so-called rewards that they give to people um, who who have done wonderful things in this life, and including like literally golden palaces. There was there was one fellow that they tried to give a golden palace to, and he was so bitter about it because it was cold, and he didn't want to even be in it because it was all gold. And you know he'd rather be uh, in a field. It was really quite funny. I mean, it is it is funny and ironic and strange, but. Yeah, um, all you need, as as they say, all you need is a dollar more than you can spend. And, and most of us don't really want to spend much. No, it is beautiful, though. It is beautiful that exactly what you need to do the work that you love is, is quite available to you. And I think that your life and mine are, are, are certainly evidence of that. But this work is beautiful. Anyone who is interested in doing this kind of work, there is plenty of work to be done. And it is much more rewarding, even than it may look from the outside, to do this kind of work. And Sandra, your life is a beautiful example of that. It's just wonderful to watch you grow and watch you thrive and to see how happy you are. We had so much fun. You should have been there. The table wasn't big enough for all of you, but I wish you all had been there. We had so much to laugh at, and we were having so much fun. Everyone in the restaurant thought we were crazy, but who cares? It was just so much fun. I agree. What do you want people to take away from our conversation today, dear? Well, I think I would like to say we're talking all about these great things and how great everything is. And that's not how life always is. So there's ups and downs. It's a roller coaster of life. But wherever you are and whatever you are experiencing right now, It may take some time, but there will be a time that you can look back and say, as awful as that thing was, or as tough as it was, I can see that it made me into who I am today. I can see that it gave me wisdom. I can see that it gave me compassion. There will be those people that you meet that your words change their life. They give them hope. You never know the impact you can have on other people. So, I'm in a good place in my life right now, but it's not always been that way. And I'm sure my roller coaster is going to continue. So you, listener, are a beautiful soul having a human experience. Life's not meant to be easy. But if you really go after not only making a difference, but having new experiences, being grateful, just soaking up what it is you see in these new experiences, you can't go wrong. And at those times that you're in a dark place, that is part of life, but reach out. There's great books. There's great seek reality and other good things that Roberta has. We've got, you've got friends at we don't die.com. We are here for you. There's lots of good information. You're not alone. And you have a team of loved ones who have loved you since before you were even born that are talking to you in your head may sound like your own voice, but if you really listen and set that ego aside, there's some pretty great divine wisdom that'll come. It's all very real. And if you'd like a copy of my book, you can have it for free. Go to we don't die.com find the store page. There's an audio book there. Just use coupon code free. If you're dealing with grief, F-R-E-E, turn to chapter 10. It's how to survive grief and it will help. So that's a mouthful, Roberta, but that's it. (laughs) Perfectly said, my dear. I love you so much. You just can't, you can't even believe it. Love you too. As always. Everyone, again, we've come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you were with us today. Oh, my Sandra, she's such a wonderful person. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really get that, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, for the 36th time, and we'll get there, Sandra, will be our my wonderful, irrepressible friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. Craig is the world's leading expert on all things afterlife. And right now, he's working on perfecting the details of Seek Reality Online to make it as easy as possible for you to truly master what it has taken me 50 years. I'm a slow learner to learn the hard way. He's making it as easy as possible for you. One thing about having known someone for something for so much 
of our of my life especially is that it becomes second nature and we know from all the emailed questions we still get that what we've always known is still a mystery to many of our listeners so next week we've we've compiled a lot of questions and we're going to answer them we really hope you'll join us and this week we've been talking with the wonderful Sandra Champlain who is the rising star in the field of afterlife research and education and she's emphasizing education like all really solid afterlife experts as you you can see Sandra started out as a skeptic, and now she is really, really working hard to make sure everyone understands that things like mediumship, electronic communication, all of that, everything really is real. And she had to do it for herself, so you you don't have to. The result is her wonderful book, and take her up on it. We don't die. Read it. I enjoyed it so much. It's been years. I read it when it first came out, but you're going to love this book. It's easy. It's fun to read. She's never looked back. Go to wedontdie.com. You're going to see she's got a lot to give you. See the wonderful things that Sandra is doing now. And my dear friends, it's time to mention again that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things afterlife. Just go to seekreality.com. Start to learn for yourself what really is going on and the fact that you really are eternal. It's impossible for you ever to die. As you know, I have my own books. We've come to the end of our time, so I won't recite them again. But when, when you, and, and finally, within the next Six months or so, I'm just in in the process of going through it again. This book I wrote almost five years ago, it's called The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. And we finally are going to publish it. Uh, Thomas is telling me it is at last time. If you want to talk about any of my books or if you want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me through the green contact block on RobertaGrimes.com. I do answer every email, but sometimes they bounce because people haven't given me their correct address. Please be sure you do that because sometimes I write a long email and it comes right back. makes me sad. Past episodes of Seek Reality Online, I mean, rather, Seek Reality, I'm so used to saying the new website address, Seek Reality are available wherever you can find podcasts. And some people just get the Seek Reality app, which you can find for free in the iTunes App Store or just about wherever you can find free apps. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you in particular, in all the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.